Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, won't you go ahead and turn around, shake some hands, hug a neck. I see the youth just drove up in their bus. Praise God. Thank God for bringing them back home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless you, bro. Bless you, bro. Hey, man, I received it, man. Good. How you doing? Glad you're here, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? Isn't our brother a blessing? Man, I tell you. You know, after he finished playing this morning, we took him out to eat. Then he went to the nursing home and ministered to the people over there and just always traveling, always willing to give. He's got some CDs out on the information booth. They're free, but if you want to sow a little bit, uh, he'd appreciate it. Uh, just appreciate him. And tonight we're going to pick up our tithes and offerings, but also want to encourage you, uh, sow some seed, write it on your check for guests or in the uh, envelopes in front of you. If you want to sow a little bit, uh, we're going to be giving him something. But if you want to sow personally, just feel like you're doing something to bless him and his Six kids and wife in ministry, I know he'd appreciate it, hallelujah. Uh, glad you're here tonight. I just once again rejoice that our youth, I can see, coming out of the bus, and I just know that they're all charged up. I want to read to you out of Psalms 119, verse 15. You know, sometimes you just got to make up in your heart and your mind, you just need to back away from the TV, from the radio. When you just, that news, when you just feel yourself getting grieved and you feel yourself getting just dragged down, sometimes you just got, don't throw it through the window, but maybe you need to back away from it. And it says here, David said something very serious in Psalms 119 verse 15. It says, I will, you see, he's talking to himself. You got to talk to yourself. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I'm going to study your commandments. The, new, the uh, Living Bible says, I'm going to reflect on your word. And then turn with me 145, just a few pages over, chapter 145, verse 5. And then there's just so many more verses about meditating and contemplating and reflecting on the word. But I want you to see in Psalms 145, verse 5, I will. David says it again, I will. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to say I don't have time. I'm going to make time. And I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. You know, you hear man speaking about the condition. You hear men speaking about all the unfairness. You hear all these different things. There's everything looking for a fight, everything looking for a dispute. But what you do is you just turn it off and you turn God on. And you meditate upon the wonders of God. And you'll find that that's how you're going to get peace in these end times. That's how you're going to find your mind just calm down of all the worries and all the cares. And you're just going to see that there's a peace that passes understandings going to take off your mind. Because the word says, perfect peace has he whose mind is stayed on thee. You can later on read 1 Timothy 4.15 about meditating on the precepts of God. And Philippians 4.8 talks about uh, whatever things are true and good. Think on these things. Say that with me. Think. In one translation it says meditate on these things. These are days we've got to watch what we're meditating on, what we're allowing to be roamed free in our minds and our hearts. And we've got to keep the word before us daily. Amen. So uh, would our ushers come forward? We'll get to receive this afternoon's offerings and tithe. And uh, glad you're here. 
we bless, bless you. We're going to have a good time. We've got a number of people called even this afternoon, things they had to do, and uh, we're just glad you're here. Father, we bless you tonight, and we thank you. That, Lord, there's a hunger and a thirst within our hearts to continually seek your word. Thank you, Lord God, that you, your word is the peace and the comfort, the counsel and the leading that we need for our lives. Thank you, Father, that we're hungry for it, and each one who searches will find. Bless your people here tonight, and thank you for bringing our young people back safely, and thank you for the deposit they've received in their spirit. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you give. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door it will be opened unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Lily of the valley. Let your sweet aroma fill my life Rose of Sharon, show me How to grow in beauty in God's sight Fairest of 10,000 Make me a reflection of your life Of your life Day stars shine down on me let your love shine through me in the night Leave me, Lord, I'll follow Anywhere you open up the door Let your word speak to me Show me things I've never seen before Lord, I want to be a witness You can take what's wrong and make it right Make it right Day stars shine down on me Let your love shine through me in the night Lord, I see a world that's dying Wounded by the master of deceit They're groping in the darkness Haunted by the years of past defeat But Lord, I feel you standing near me 
Shining with compassion in your eyes In your eyes I pray Jesus shine down on me Let your love shine through me in the night Baby Lord I'll follow Anywhere you open up the door Let your word speak to me Show me things I've never seen before Lord, I want to be a witness So you can take what's wrong and make it right Make it right Day stars shine down on me And let your love shine through me in the night Jesus shine down on me Let your love shine through me in the night. Praise God. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it. Appreciate him being here today, all the way from Manny. And uh, we just know God's going to continue to use him. Don't forget about his CDs when you're leaving here. And just appreciate all that. I'm not going to keep you long tonight because we know our youth came in and they're going to be tired, and I know you're ready to be with them. But I want to share a little bit of the Word with you tonight. If you open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 1, I'm just going to go over a few things. But we're going to have fun. How I many you know we believe in having fun? Amen. Amen. Some people call it getting in trouble. I call it having fun. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation is eternal instruction for the ages to come. I mean, you know, Jesus is one with his word. And, you know, it is so awesome, the responsibility and the privilege to better get into the word of God and realize that what he was warning the churches about and the saints about then is still warning us about now, preparing us for the confrontations and the solutions that we're going to face. Talks about also relationship and challenges that we, the church, is going to go through. In chapter 1, verse 3, I shared this with you uh, a while back. It says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. And we saw some important words. We saw that word blessed means empowered to prosper. And that word read there means God enabling power to incre increase on what he has promised. When you read the word of God and you read it and you hear it, and you obey it. There's a, an anointing, there's a spirit of God that is loosed upon you that the things you're reading, the things you're studying is loosed on you to go in operation in your life. And so we saw that word read it there means to prosper. God's enabling power of what he has promised. And it means that God has brought an anointing on your life which stands for an ability, increase, joy and peace that as you read the book of Revelation and you hear the words of prophecy speaks of a greater blessing that will come upon you as you hear, you read, and you listen. So I want to encourage you, even though you may have never been able to say, well, you know, I've never really understood the book of Revelation, to hear it and to study it and to read it, there's a special anointing for you and a blessing. Now that word keep there in verse 3 and keep those things which are written, this is important. That word keep means to base your life 
on what you have heard. Not only this prophecy, but the whole book of God. You know, when you really believe something, you can say, you know, I, 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 I was putting my life on the line that I truly believe that. And that's what this is talking about here. You read it and you hear it. You get it so much in your heart. You say, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to jump out in faith. And I'm going to believe that the word of God is going to be there. That God is going to be behind his word to confirm it with signs and wonders following. And it means to base your life on what you've heard. Acting upon what you heard. Knowing that these things are going to occur. So you'll know how to take action and how to prepare. How many of you know that is so important for these end times and things we're hearing and seeing? The time we're living here, even in our nation, that this is a time of preparation. This is a time for us to be believing and uh, be preparing. And I want to share what we're preparing for in a few minutes. And in verse 5, it says there, uh, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over all the kings of the earth, and I shared with you a few weeks ago, the last time I shared this, was that how many of you ever heard of something that you heard somebody do that you'd go, man, I'd love to do something like that. Like Brother Shane David's getting ready to go skydiving. Well, I do not want to do something like that. I'll let him do and I'll watch the pictures. But Brother Ricky, for uh, their vacation, got to drive a Hummer. Now that's something I'd like to do, praise God. And you hear something that somebody did, you think, man, that would be awesome. You hear if somebody's going on some type of vacation. Well, you know what? We've read and read time and time again about how Jesus Christ was crucified but raised again and was resurrected. Well, guess what? We're going to experience that same type of resurrection. We're never going to die when that trumpet sounds. When Jesus comes back, we're going on with him. So we're going to experience what he experienced. And we're going to go into glory in the presence of God just like he did. Because we were raised out of spiritual death to walk in a spiritual life. Amen. Now, now this is where I want to just share with you a few minutes tonight. And I want you to take notes on this. Where it talks about us ruling and reigning with Christ. This life on earth is a school for the next life. And the life that we live now is to prepare us for the life to come. I'm going to share some ideas on that. We're being prepared for the life to come. What we go through now helps us learn to exercise kingdom principles that we're going to be exercising in the life to come. You may be wondering, why am I going through this? Why is my life going through all these things? Where there are, you've, you learn to put the principles of God to work and rule and reign now in this life. To prepare to rule and reign in the next life. And you know, isn't it awesome that we know that our next life is going to consist of ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus. And that we are promised that absent from the body is present from the Lord. And it made me think, when my wife and I was in Central America, we worked uh, with a lot of people. Especially the people, the Gangriga people who worked and lived on the coastline. They were into uh, voodoo. And a lot of them were into the occult and in... Uh, um, Reincarnation. I was talking to this fellow one time and he was into all kind of stuff. We, we went into his hut and he had fish hanging from his roof. He had dead animals in, in uh, jars. And he said how some of his ancestors would come back and you got to be careful what you do with these things because, you know, you don't want to destroy some aunt or some uncle. And they really believe that their ancestors come back as trees. Well, you know, I'm an old country boy. I know what dogs do when they run into a tree trunk. You know, I'd hate to think that our only future was becoming a tree for some dog to come <laughs> and mark his territory on Aunt Betsy. <laughs> 
You know, and then I asked him, I said, well, what, what happened? I said, you're cutting fire. People are cutting firewood all the time. He tried to find dead branches. I said, what happens to your aunt and your uncles and your cousins, your mom and your dad, when they cut the tree down for firewood? He couldn't answer me. Maybe they jump into something else. Well, I'm sure glad that we have the truth of the Word of God, that I don't have to worry about it. If they cut me down, I'm going to jump in some tadpole. And the tadpole is going to turn into fish and then a turtle or something like that. Thank God that we're made in the image of God. Spirit, soul, and body. And then we're, when we're gone, we're in the presence of God. And we don't have to worry about coming back as some tree, uh, for some tree hugger to mark on or somebody to put their initials on. I thank God that we don't have to worry about stuff like that. Amen. Now, look with me in Revelation chapter 22. And I want to give you a scripture here. Revelation 22 verse 1. Aren't you glad you're a believer in the Word? You know, this life is a school. And we never get out of school because it's preparing us for things in the future. It's preparing us for an eternity. And I want you to see here in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. Shout amen, somebody. But the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. His servants shall serve Him. Now, you know, that's talking about us. How many are servants of the Lord right now? Well, guess what? You're learning to serve here because you're going to be learning to serve in heaven. And it talks about us serving him by reigning. Uh, and I'm going to share a few things from my heart. Reigning with him over his new creation, over his dominion, with his authority to exercise his affairs for eternity. The definition of a steward or a servant is this. A servant or a steward exercises the full authority, power, and, a ter- and, and the power of attorney of his Lord. It's for him now and forever. And when you read about that, one of the things I want you to think about, we saw some videos a a few months ago about the galaxies and the universe is continually expanding. And the Bible says that God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be new planets. There's going to be new galaxies. And one of the things I heard Melvin Hickey teach in the 80s, and as I have studied and I've heard others teach it, that, you know, the authority and the power and the servanthood that God gave Adam to take the garden and take care of it for him is the idea that many feel that we're going to be doing on planets and other places for God, that we're going to be as servants exercising his dominion, his control, that we'll be able to go to these planets and these galaxies and create something for the glory of God with the Word of God in our mouth. Now, this is just a thought. I'm not telling you that this is Bible, Bible. I'm just going to have a little bit of fun with you here tonight. Because a lot of people are saying, you know, we're going to be... If you can believe that we're going to lay down on a cloud and play a harp, you can believe what I'm going to tell you is possible tonight, too. You're going to listen to what I've got to say and see the planet, one of the planets I'm going to build... And you're going to think I'm wacko, I'm crazy. But you believe for years that you're going to be a little baby playing a harp? You ain't going to be a little baby playing a harp. You're going to be ruling and reigning as kings. Expanding the universe for the glory, the dominion of God. Speaking 
light be, this be, that be, and creating things for the glory of God. And one of the reasons I believe this, and I'm going to share a little bit with you, but one of the thing, reasons I believe this, when, before we got married, I was working for an offshore company called Solids Control in Opelousas. And I was working for two brothers who owned it, and they were multi-millionaires, still may be. And I remember one day, I was given, in a, while I was given in charge of two warehouses, and my job was to keep the warehouse in order, to have the stuff ready to ship to the, uh, the uh, different rigs and different things like that, and I had to have boxes ready and everything. Well, this millionaire boss, Mr. Holmes, he would come into my place, and you could tell he was mad and he was aggravated, and he'd come in, and he would go, and all of a sudden he looked at me and says, this is the only place, and we had acres of stuff, he says, this is the only place I can come and feel comfortable, and that something's right's being done in my business. And that was a compliment to me, because he would come in my warehouse and say, there's just something about coming here, knowing I'm going to find it in order. And he saw that I had my Bible, he saw that I had some horse magazines, and he'd, he had some real expensive thoroughbreds, he brought me horse magazines, and he'd come in there, and his brother would come in there, and they would always talk about, you know, there's such a good atmosphere in here. And they'd call me in the office, and they'd just, you know, when I, I gave them my notice that I was going to Honduras, they said, we're going to build you a pulpit at, at this warehouse, and we want you to preach to us roughne roughnecks. You don't need to go to Honduras. I mean, they treated me real good. Well, I was thinking, if it meant that much to a millionaire to come in my warehouse and say, you know what, I like what you've done to the place. That gives me an idea that I would love to be a good servant of God here on earth and for God to say, you know what, I'm going to give you about a billion planets. And I want you just to take some time and I want you to take these planets and I want you to build something so that I can go to your planet and say, Russ, of course I'm going to have a new name then because he's going to give us new names. So he's going to say, Russ, I like what you've done to the place. It was just a piece of rock and now look at it. I like what you've done to the planet. I like what you've done to the neighboring planets. I like to see that you took your dominion. Isn't that what God wants to see us do here on earth? Hey, I like what you've done on earth. I like what you've done in your marriage. I like what you've done when you were going through that situation. I, I, I loved seeing when you used my authority and my power and you allowed the anointing to flow through you. Well, as we do on earth, we're going to do in heaven. So you may be saying, you know, this is wild. Yeah, it's wild, but it's just a thought. Is it okay that I just give you a thought? Because you say, I don't believe it. Well, I can't really prove it all, but you can't prove it ain't. And somehow I got it in my heart that God's got jobs for us to do. And I believe that he is going to, I believe that we're going to be building and doing things for him. Now, I shared with somebody before the service, they said, I'm not going to be here tonight, so what you're talking about? And I said, well, you know, I believe that we're going to be redoing planets to where Jesus can show up and say, I like what you've done. And, and this person said, well, you know what, I'm going to grow corn because I love corn and I'm going to grow sweet potatoes. Well, she didn't get to hear the message because it's not about building planets what you would like. It's about building something he would like. And, and, you know, one of the things that I know that my Lord loves, and I know my brother can confirm this, my God loves music. And I'm going to show you Holy Hollywood Planet that I'm going to be building. But before I do that, I, I just want to play with you a little bit here. You know, you can think, what are people, how are people going to build their planet? What are they going to do? Well, how many of you have ever heard of Hank Williams, Jr.? Well, you know what? He already said 
how he's going to build his planet. He wrote a song. If heaven don't look a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. So if he's going to have a planet, I bet it's going to look like Dixie. You know, I pray he makes it to heaven. But anyway, I'm just going to take a few minutes because I was just going to please, uh, play with you guys a little bit tonight. And I want to introduce you to the planet, one of the things I'm going to do for my Jesus. Let's play it. up a little bit. Can you back it up? Now is that a platform or is that a platform? And the whole planet is going to be for a concert. Now I want to explain who's on the stage. You may think it's you two, but no, that's not going to be you two. Can you imagine, take a planet and build it to where Mary, the mother of Jesus, did y'all know she sang? Remember she sang the song Magnificent? Remember when the angel told her? She sang the, word, she sang the song Magnificent. That was the song of Hannah who wrote the song Magnificent when she said, I was going to have a son and I'm going to give it to God. Now can you imagine on that stage, Jesus calls me up and says, Russ, I'm coming over. And I already got a concert ready. I got his mother ready to sing Magnificent all over again. I got Hannah ready to sing Magnificent. I got David on a steel guitar, King David. And, and I've got the Goodmans, and I've got people from now, and I've got people from the past. Because I know that my Jesus loves music. And so I'll get on this planet, and I'll build this platform, and I know that Jesus is coming, and I'll have these singers ready to sing, and I'll have everything, and there'll be millions upon millions of people, and I'll have all these people singing and playing instruments, and the, the, up above there, there'll be angels doing angelic dances and glorifying God and getting into the music and moving into the music, and people singing with all their hearts and dancing. Everybody be laughing, everybody be smiling. And I know y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy tonight, but you know what? God gave me an imagination and you're going to see my planets and you're going to go man I like that man that is cool because you know why Jesus is going to be there and he's going to be laughing he says somebody knew what I wanted and built something just for me well done thou good and faithful servant and I'm going to have a special seat for him and the father and the holy ghost and we're going to have concerts and I know a lot of people don't like loudness but the loudness in heaven is not going to hurt your ears but I tell you what, we're going to rock and roll your bones, hallelujah. And I'm going I'm to have, instead of Hard Rock Cafe, I'm going to have Holy Ghost Cafe. 
And I tell you, I just got plans and ideas. And, and, and if my day comes to get on some of those planets, man, you just wait and see. And that's just one of them. What type of planet would you build? How many of you like animals? Huh? How many would have, take a planet and have animals there? Like Adam and Eve saw in the beginning of time. God's original plan. So I wanted, just, I wanted to just share this with you for a few minutes. I just want to encourage you that what you're going through and you're thinking, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know what? You're being prepared not for this life only, but you're also being prepared for the life to come. Amen? We got to stop thinking wormy and we got to be kingdom minded. We got to be thinking that we're going to represent God and his anointing around the world and we're going to represent his person in this vast universe. We're going to take it over for God. Amen. I want to prepare a place for God because he was good enough to me to prepare a place for me. Amen. So what Adam was supposed to do in the Garden of Eden, I believe we're going to be doing, be, be doing in the different places for God. Uh, Matthew 25. Let's look at Matthew 25. 1. And I want to show you a, a, a thing here. Matthew 25. Let's go ahead and look at Verse 14. And I'm just trying to stir up your thoughts here tonight. Matthew 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them, his anointing, his power, his heart. And to... To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Of course, you know about the one who hid it and everything else. And verse 26 says, But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to he who has ten talents. And to everyone who has, more will be given. And he who will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. How many of you know that we're going to give an account as far as stewards go? And you hear this message taught a lot in the area of money, sowing and reaping, being a good servant, a good steward, and, a lot, and, and money has some to do with it. But you know what? How faithful am I? even with operating and being a steward in the area of the anointing and loving and ministering to others. What am I doing as far as the mercy and the forgiveness I received giving it to others? What am I doing with in every area that God has given me? 
And for example, what am I doing in the era of imagination? Now, building this building, getting this land and building this building, we didn't just build a regular building. God gave us an imagination. This building, this wall comes down, the youth walls come down, and we've got three more phases to where a 25-seat auditorium just opens up, and we got three platforms already drawn out and so many other things because we I, I i just see the future not just the now i see the future and you see i'm a faithful i have been a faithful steward over the first little building we had then the second building we had and then over this that we had then the youth room but everything is to increase and grow because my god is the god of increase and growth and I just don't want to receive what God gives me and say, well, here we are. You know, we better not buy that extra land because we're not going to need it anyway. And he goes, there you go. Hiding what I gave you in the ground. Limiting yourself by limiting me of what I want to build now in my kingdom because if you can have an imagination and you can step out in faith and you can build something that the architect scratched their head and said, where did you get that idea from? Well, one... Legos. <laughs> I got the idea of playing with my kids' Legos. If you can build and keep on building, why can't we build a building that you can keep building on? Well, the architects went to the drawing board, and guess what? We've built a building that we're not locked in this auditorium. It can enlarge and enlarge and enlarge and enlarge. Faithful stewards in the area of Sunday school not just having a regular Sunday school class and Sunday school room. In the area of youth, if you go in our youth room, man, we got an awesome stage. It cost about $12,000. Somebody gave the money for that. We got tresses. We got lights. We got a pool table. We got flat screen TVs. We got Xboxes, all that type of stuff. And a lot of people say, well, you know what? We don't need that in church. But you know what? It sure is cool having it. Well, you know, the church I came from didn't have that. Well, guess what? We're in a new age and we're in a new time. And I think it ought to be fun and I think it ought to be cool. I think we ought to be expanding with the mentality of the new generation. And from one generation to the other generation, thy work shall praise you. And you know, by having them lights and having all the lights going back and forth and smoke coming out at the back and, and all the different things that they have, you know what? We're connecting to the new generation. And in the Sunday school, we're connecting to that generation. And you know what? I may, I'll end up getting old if Jesus don't, don't come back and I'll get out of here. But the younger generation is going to take what we started and they're going to go to a higher level. You know, I've told you before, this land was cleared out. This land across the street was supposed to be another hotel. Well, that didn't work out. How, how many of you know that that land may be purposely ours? And you know what I have said for a long time? If we ever get that piece of property, I want to build a parking garage with a catwalk from the parking garage to the church. And I know people are thinking, you know what? No other church has a catwalk. Well, why can't we have a catwalk? And if you push me, mine is going to have an escalator like in the airport. Now, you just stand there, and the escalator's going to take you to the other side. You watch. You watch. Who would have thought five years ago that all services are live on the Internet? And they're listening to this crazy preacher, but we are. But listen, I want to encourage you. Just 
blow, blow the old way away. The old thinking away. Because we've got to be creative. You know, for example, we've got a expensive PA equipment back there. I mean, it is top-notch studio. Well, my brother was talking to me today. He says, I've always wanted a professionally done CD. And we're talking about getting the music group together and making him a professional CD to better minister with. Amen. And we already have all the technology ready. And we've got the brother with the studio that we pull out a little box and everything that can be done can be brought to this one studio and him sitting there, he can add more things to the instruments and he can take out and add and he can make a professional CD with equipment we have back there. You know what? That's only the beginning. You know what? This is only the beginning. And you know what? These chairs are only the beginning. In the drawing, we got theater chairs that the, the rear raises up when you stand up. Not your rear, but the rear of the seat <laughs> raises up when you stand up. And we got three huge high-definition screens. And see, so you see, we're going for all kind of stuff here. And you say, but we're in Pineville. Yeah, but we're the kingdom of God in Pineville. And bless God, if Rapids Hospital could have a catwalk, I think the Church of Jesus Christ ought to have a catwalk. And you know what? If we can't expand this way, I think we ought to expand that way. If those heathens could build a tower of Babel, I think we could build a parking garage, as many stories as we want to, and you could park in a parking garage, cross over in the catwalk, come on in church and air condition, and have a glorious time, and not worry about not having a place to park. Now, is that fun or is that fun? And you know what? We're doing it. Ministering to the nation, 16 nations around the world. Reaching out through ministries. Every month, just thousands of dollars around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and helping ministries. We're doing it. And you know, someone thought it was a silly idea when we built this church and I built a motorcycle parking lot. But do you know how many have loved that motorcycle parking lot where it says, no cars allowed, and these guys show up on their motorcycles? Uh, where's Brother Darrell? I guess there some people got out of here. Anyway, they show up on their motorcycles, and they pull up in that motorcycle parking, and they go, never been to church that had a motorcycle parking. Take a picture. You're in one now. You know, I don't want to be normal here on earth. I don't want to be a normal follow and copier servant here on earth. And I don't want you to get the idea of just being a typical follower and servant of the Lord Jesus Christ either. I, want, I believe God gave us an imagination to praise Him with. You know, maybe we won't be given planets. Maybe we will. But you know, whatever job we have, it's going to be fun and it's going to be for the glory of God. And I want to tell you something. Being here on earth and being in heaven is cool. And we're going to do things and see things that are grateful. But I want to ask you something. There's eternal purposes in these scriptures that we read. And one of the questions I want to leave you with tonight. He says, good and faithful steward. Here's a question, and you can't, you can't controversy on this. How faithful am I? Everything we read in the book of Revelation, everything we read in the word of God, he's talking about the word of God that's for eternal purpose. 
So here's a question for each and every one of us. How faithful am I? What God has called me to do? What God is instructing me to do? Am I producing increase here on the earth? Am I representing God now on this earth so that I can represent him in the future in the universe? As stewards, is everything I have at his disposal as he needs to establish what is needed and promote his purpose on earth? I don't want to wait to heaven to start promoting his purpose. I want to do it now here on earth. Amen. I want to be able to go into his midst and, and have free access into his presence as a priest and a king. And the word king means absolute dominion over circumstances that confront us so that we don't have to bow to it. He hath made us kings and priests. It's not only in the future, but right now. God wants us exercising authority. God wants us thinking, we're eternal beings, born again through the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God, we're from above and not beneath. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I mean, do you realize you're not just a person born on this earth to live a normal life, but there is something supernatural and glorious for you to do. My brother was talking to me, and he was talking to the right one. He says, you know, I, somebody gave me a word about going around the world with my music. And we started talking about English countries, and he was talking about the Philippines. And some people say, well, you know, that type of music may not do in the Philippines. You know what? There is thousands of people who are just waiting for that type of music in the Philippines. You know what we were told when God called us to the mission field? We were told, we're not going to help y'all, we're not going to support you, but when you get down there and you realize you made a mistake, we'll send you some money for a ticket back home. That's the encouragement we got because she was 17 and I was 18 years old. And they thought, you'll go down there and you won't make it. But you know what? We proved 18 years of making on the mission field. And we might have been too young in some people's ideas and thoughts. And we might not have had the Bible school scholarships and diplomas that a lot of people thought that maybe we should have had. But we had a call from the Most High God. And we knew that our position in Christ Jesus to go and rule and reign. And when the witch doctors come after us with machetes, when malaria and sickness disease would rise up, when demon-sessed people uh, locked down and, and couldn't get free, was bound and freed through the name of Jesus Christ, I tell you, we got to experience spirits at a young age that you don't put a limit on God you don't worry what men and people tell you what you can and cannot do when God tells you to do something you be faithful with that you just be excited about doing it you just thank God for the opportunity to do it you don't go around poor mouthy don't go around saying you know I just don't think I can do it oh if I don't have your help I'm going to disappear off the face of the earth oh if you don't support me I'm just going down oh if you don't help me I'm not going to make it no bless God you've got the kingdom of God behind you we are the church of Jesus Christ and we are not going to have a worm mentality when he says he hath made you a king and a priest in this life can I hear an amen? amen and what he's told you to do he's told you to do it here now in this life to preparing you also for the life that which is to come how many of you know victories in the life to come well, start getting ready to live victorious here on this earth, regardless of the circumstances. No matter what comes your way, you remember you're called to rule and reign. God wants you to have it in your heart. No, I'm not going to bow to what, that in, what the doctor says that I could have. I don't have that. Thy will be done in my body here on this earth as it is in heaven. You receive that? Go ahead and stand up and praise God for it. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. I, want to encourage, I just want to encourage you tonight. Don't settle for a mediocrity, normal Christian life. A Christian life, I'm telling you from experience, is not normal. Nobody in their right mind will go stand in the Walmart parking lot in the thunder and the lightning and the rain and sing and praise God. Nobody in the normal mind will go around the world like our little cure is doing right now, right there in Ecuador, ministering to people there in the mountains. They'd stay in a nice, safe haven with air-conditioned hot water instead of go over there in a third-world country and minister to Quito Indians over there in Ecuador. I want to encourage you. No matter what age you are, no matter what experience you have, I want to encourage you to believe God for greater things. 